Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows where we learned about scientific efforts to revive the woolly mammoth, the latest in military drone technology, and the mysterious Shroud of Turin. And you can listen to those programs and many more amazing Coast shows by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Tell me a little bit about Radical Brilliance. Hmm. Well, I like that title. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, George, it's very much up your street. You know, in fact, I've got to tell you, there were a few, there were several times when I was writing this book that I remembered um, conversations I've had with you. I think I've been on your show. I'm not sure if this is the third or fourth time. I think it's. Uh, I think it's going on four. Yeah. And um, so in a way, you know, this book is about this book is about a certain way of being in the world, which I think you're a good example of, which is to live at the edge, you know, to live at the edge of human evolution, to be exploring our future rather than caught up in our past, to be exploring what we are evolving into. And the way I got interested in this was really because, you know, in a way, all of us, you and me and everybody listening, you know, all of us, we have an interest in making our lives as good as possible. And sometimes that means following desires. Sometimes it means trying to alleviate fears. But what we all have in common is we want to find the best life we can, you know. And some people do that. They think they can make a lot of money and that will make everything okay. Right. Some people think they can find their soulmate and that's going to make mm-hmm. it all okay. Some people think it's going to be perfect health and longevity. Some people hurt and destroy other people to get to that point. Yeah, that's when it gets pretty twisted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I did a little reverse engineering. Instead of, instead of looking at maps for what people tell you will make it all okay, I sought out people. In fact, I sought out 420 people that I interviewed for this book. I looked for people who are extraordinarily fulfilled, people who have lots of energy way into their 80s, who live in a kind of natural state of good health without having to think about it very much, where money flows easily, where relationships are easy and fun. And I look to see there are people like that in the world. There are people who really, who really live in a kind of magical state of fulfillment. And I asked myself, what is it that these people have in common? And that was what gave rise to this book, Radical Brilliance. It's the answer to that question. What is the magic key that makes life wonderful, that makes life full of energy and joy and, uh, and, and depth and meaning. You had the forward written by a Los Angeles visionary, as mm-hmm. I'll call him, Kutita Blackson. Yeah. And uh, he is such a powerful person mm. against negativity. Yeah. Uh, more so than just about anybody I've come across. Tell me, how did you get to know him or how did you come across him? Has, has he been on the show, Coot Blackson? He may have been a long time ago. Right. He's a terrific guy, really terrific guy. Well, I know him because we're both members of um, a group that meets twice a year called the Transformational Leadership Council. This is a group of people who are, you know, I'm sure a lot of the members of that group have been on your show. Uh, John Gray's part of it. Yeah, Jack John's Hanfield, on a lot. Um, Lynn Twist. So these are people who really have dedicated their lives to moving, moving the whole game forward. 
And Coote's a member of that group, but I invited him to write the forward because he so perfectly is an example of a radically brilliant person. And he had no problems doing that. Yeah, yeah. He wrote a very beautiful... What is it, Arjuna, about positiveness or negativity that has an incredible effect on people's ability to get things done, one way or the other? Mm, Yeah. Well, that's a really... I mean, I think that's a question that all of us find the answer to. But I guess positivity is about moving towards something. You know, it's about having a vision, whether it's a personal vision or a global vision, and whether it's a vision about today or a a vision perhaps about a vision for people not yet born. But it's having a vision and then aligning your actions today with that vision. Whereas negativity would be focusing on what you don't want and trying to protect against it. I guess that would be a, a, good, a good summary. You know? And, you know, I, I, I guess your question, I, I think I heard in your question that you were <laughs> advocating positivity. Over oh, negativity. my God, yes. Yeah, and I think that's really, you know, when we break it down in a very practical way, having a clear vision of what you want to create and moving towards it is a much more productive way of living life than focusing on what you don't want. I had a producer back in St. Louis during my earlier Nighthawk talk show days, Arjuna, mm. and great kid. I mean, I, we still keep in touch. Heart of gold, but so negative about his life. And, I mean, he would come in, if it was sunny out, it would rain when he walked in. <laughs> it, was, it was that bad. Uh. And, you know, he would always talk negatively about himself uh, about things that were happening. And I finally had to, you know, stop him. And I said, Howard, enough is enough. You have to start thinking positively or nothing is going to work for you. Yeah. And I think he started that, but it was really difficult for him to change. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think what you're describing, you know, and this is something that, that Coot talked about in the forward, I think what you're describing is conditioning. You know, that I think we all of us, prey to that kind of thinking sometimes we're humans yeah you know yeah, we, 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 we get up we get down that happens yeah yeah and and we influence each other you know it comes often from our parents from our culture from different kinds of belief systems so it's when you really bring conscious deliberate practice to your life and, and, and you, you choose what kind of thoughts you want to be thinking and what kind of feelings you want to be experiencing when you bring an element of conscious choice that's when we can reverse conditioning and, and live, live in a brilliant way. Actually, that's a, a, good, a good way of describing it, is to, to live in a way that is consciously intended to create the result you want. When you talk about brilliance, mm. give me your definition of that. Is, uh, that. is that brilliance because it makes money? Is it brilliance because they can stay healthier than others? What, what is your definition of brilliance? Great, yeah. I would say uh, what I mean by brilliance is to become a vehicle in the evolution of humanity, okay? So to become an instrument or a vehicle for everything moving forward uh, to, to higher and higher levels of integration. So you can see that, you know, in some ways, I suppose our lives are more complex and more stressful, but we have evolved from being cave people. We, we, we've, we've, we have higher levels of understanding and complexity. Uh, and every time we solve a new problem, every time we, we make life better in some way, it's an example of evolution. And so 
a brilliant person, I would say, is someone who is who has aligned themselves with that source of brilliance, which really transcends the personal. It's something that comes through us. Would you say that uh, Stephen Jobs, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, that these were brilliant people and are brilliant people? Yeah, Steve Jeff, Jobs, of course, is no longer with us. Bezos yeah, is. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, I, I don't know so well, so I just can't comment. Steve Jobs, definitely. Steve Jobs definitely fits the definition of, uh, of what's talked about in the book. Although it's interesting, he's, it's an interesting example that you give him because he actually had some, you know, personality quirks that made it difficult to get along with him. Yes. And you can be brilliant and have have a difficult personality. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You could you could be brilliant and be a poor people person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The brilliant. I mean, Steve Jobs is a great example. I mean, the the way that we understand the phone, the way that we understand personal computing. You know, he even he even brought things into our lives that didn't exist before, like you know, like an iPad. I mean, no one knew what that was before he invented. And the phone. And the yeah, and the and the and the the, the smartphone. So Steve Jobs definitely he. When we get into it, we can talk about the different components of the brilliant cycle. But he definitely lived all of those components. Does brilliance mean smart to you? Well, not really, not in a personal way. I mean, it doesn't mean not smart, but brilliance. Um, I, in, brilliance, in a way, is what happens when you step aside from the personal. When you step aside from clinging to me and this kind of separate identity, it's where something can flow through you unimpeded. And so many people I, I, I talk to talk about this. I, I interviewed 420 people who I considered to be brilliant, and so many of them talked about something coming through them rather than from them. So it's when you relax and open yourself that brilliance can can come through you in an effortless way. You know, um, uh, Albert Einstein is a good example of this. That he came up with the general theory of relativity when he was laying in the bathtub, right? <laughs> completely relaxed. It, it uh, takes any place, right? When it happens, it happens. Yes, exactly. But we need to be in the right disposition to receive it. And that is really what the book is all about. It's a, it's, a, it's a recipe book for how to be prone to brilliant moments. We developed a, a, a little um, social network for people called paranormaldate.com, mm. where people who are into this stuff can meet other people because uh, it takes a real special person to understand somebody who believes in UFOs or life after death or things like that. And that came about at an event I was at where a woman came up to me and she said, you ought to put together some kind of dating thing for, for people like us. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, do you know what it's like to go on a date and start talking about an alien abduction case? And the person across your, the table has no idea what you're talking about. It's like over right there. Mm. And uh, I came back and went, you know, with this audience, why not? And now it's got 74,000 members. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't call that brilliance on my part, but it was intuitive. Well, that's what I mean by brilliance. It's, it's actually, it's, but brilliance can be a very effortless thing. It's just, being in the right place at the right time and allowing something to flow through you. At least that's, a, that's an important part of it. Um, there, there are different components 
which together need to coexist, in my experience, for to really talk about a brilliant life. What would you like people to take away from the book, Radical Brilliance? Well, actually, Coote managed to say it all in the foreword, <laughs> that we, you know, there are, we are all of us inherently brilliant. So the way Coote put it in, in the foreword is that brilliance is not something you have to cultivate or get good at or accomplish. You are born brilliant. Small children are brilliant. It's that quality of playfulness, which is original. And, and, and that's why we love to watch children play, because they, they are generally, when they're young, they're not imitative. It's, it's something original and fresh coming through a child. And so we're born brilliant, but it is stamped out of us, often by the educational system and by dogmatic beliefs of different kinds. So what I'd like people to take away is you are essentially brilliant. And the book is really a, a recipe book of little tweaks you can make in your life to allow that brilliance to flow again. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.